In this episode of What the Prophets Say, join me, Emma Stark, and Sam Robertson as we sit together to talk about mismanagement of prophetic words and a level of incompetence in the body of Christ. Join us for this episode of What the Prophets Say. Hello and a very warm welcome, loyal listeners, to another rip-roaring, well, I hope it's going to be rip-roaring, yeah, I hope we don't over-promise and under-deliver <laughs> episode of What the Prophets Say. I'm joined as ever by... Sam Robertson. And I'm Emma Stark. How are you, Mr. Sam? Yes, I'm good. I'm trying to warm up. It is November in Scotland while we record this. <laughs> and if you have never experienced a Scottish winter, I'm not sure it's something you want to experience, but it's a different sort of cold where you feel it in your bones. Um, so we are hitting that just now. It, gets in, um, it does get into your bones. And actually, David was so cross because he's not, he's, you know how mild-mannered David was because we're looking after a friend's dog. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, who's quite naughty. Yes. So this is what, what your cold conversation has provoked. So we we had a bin bag. What do you call them in the States? A refuse sack, would you call them yeah, that? A bin bag? Sack. Trash sack? I don't know. Uh, tra- Something like that. Something like that. A bin bag, bag that you put rubber A bag that you put rubber trash in. Anyway, and uh, we left at the back door. The dog, oh, ri- it was everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, everywhere. And so David took a photograph of it and sent it on the group chat because he was up early. We were all in our beds. Oh, he sent no. a photo. So anyway, he put it outside, rebagged it, put it outside into the freezing cold. And dogs are in the house. Our dog Joy is actually very well behaved. Yeah. Our dog Joy is downright lazy black Labrador uh, who um, walks herself. And when we try to take her for a walk, she looks at us like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And then she walks herself back home while we go on with the walk. Yeah, she's yeah. Anyway, so she can't be bothered. Anyway, this friend's dog then accidentally gets into the back garden and re-trashes the same bag for a second time. And there was rubbish all over the The grass, all over the garden. And David is out times two. Two times. Two times in the freezing cold. Dear love, I mean, he was so irritated. And he was so cold. And then, of course, the back door is open, the house is freezing, and now we're getting... So we, I now have a set of photographs on our family house Uh chat. Um, we have the fa- we have a WhatsApp group called Family of Five Forever, and then we have our house WhatsApp group, which includes whoever happens to be st- it gets amended because we always have somebody staying yeah, with do. us. So for house news, house alert, there's house always alert. somebody in the house. Yeah. House news, house alerts uh, for the house that we live in WhatsApp group. So uh, he uh, on all channels we were doing the rubbish uh, trash photographs in the freezing cold. That sounds miserable. So it was totally miserable. So that. Dog, honestly. So David came stumbling up the stairs, and actually, she's she genuinely is quite a sweet um, Springer Spaniel. And David is so annoyed. He said, "She's a rat with a tail." <laughs> oh wow! She, he was really pushed. He was really pushed this morning yes, in the freezing cold. That's miserable. So that's that's the jo- that's the joy of um, uh, high sitting other people's dogs. We have her for um, three months. I know, I know, but I think she is going back some point in December, so she's very pretty looking wee dog though. She is cute. I've just taken her to the, well, David actually took her to the groomers, two hours, two hours of pedicure, manicure. I don't even know which is the pedicure and which is the manicure in a dog. I don't know. I thought it was back feet. (laughs) 
know which is which. Anyway, I'm looking. Todd, Todd um, producer Todd is through the glass. Do you take your, you have a husky. Do you not pe- pedicure, husky, manicure your husky? Don't need he's, he's shaking his head. <laughs> it's like Labradors. Huskies are like Labradors. They don't need groomed. No, I mean, Joy was in at the groomers for an hour, yeah. but this Springer Spaniel was in for two hours. I do not yeah, Poppy, know. Yeah, my dog goes in for about three. No. Yeah, because she has fur rather than hair, I think, as are they, whatever way it is. A, so she doesn't malt, she doesn't shed. She's, she's a, a cockapoo. Poodle, yeah, a cockapoo, poodle, poodle. But she doesn't shed, so she gets matted and everything like that. So she goes in for three hours. Literally, I'm like, this the, the amount of love this dog get. I don't know if they see it as love, but they're getting pampered for three hours in this doggy day spa. <laughs> Actually, so they probably don't really like yeah, it that no, much. They don't. Poked around and prodded and tied yeah. up and all the rest. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's pleasant. Uh, my, the two dogs we've got one bed clearly. I thought a dog bed was a dog bed, but one clearly they prefer over the other, the yeah. fluffier one. Yeah. So as soon as one comes out of it, the other it's straight in. Straight in. It's very the funny to watch the bed wars. Well, actually, it's got to the point now where um, I've noticed your dog Joy. Yes. Will steal the cushion when she leaves. She spotted that. She, she steals the cushion. Of the comfy of bed. Of the comfy bed and she takes does. it with her around the house to claim her territory. <laughs> oh, I like children. Pettiness, yeah. pettiness. Anyway, I don't know whether Joy will miss Ashley. I think she just called Ash. But I feel it, like Ashley. when you're shouting, you need at least two syllables. So, Ashley! Sounds better <laughs> Sounds than like Ash. Ash. So, uh, bless her. I'm sure, actually, she was very well trained. Um, and I do not want to cast any aspersions yeah. on her um, owners who are quite remarkable human beings. Yeah, we I shall assume, not name. Uh, we will not say their names, but I assume that we will We will take the blame that when she crossed my threshold, that's what happened. That's what happened. She became naughty. She became naughty. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, mum to dogs. Uh, we used to, um, my dad used to have um, spaniels as well, cocker spaniels. Yeah. His was called Amos. Of course it was. Of course it was. Of course it was. he was teaching a series on Amos. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> he would go outside and shout, Amos, oh, yeah. to get the dog back. But then I bred guinea pigs and I um, called them first, second and third Corinthians, even though there oh, yeah. isn't third Corinthians, but we were on a roll. <laughs> you called your guinea pigs first, second and third Corinthians. Yes, but then it got a bit too complicated yeah. and they ended up being called GP. For guinea pig. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that to be confessed. Is that too much information? Yeah, yeah it's a bit strange. <laughs> Tell us about your pets. The British are very into their pets, aren't yeah, they? We are a dog-loving so. uh, people, a dog-loving nation. So, yes. Uh, and, of course, your new fiancé, new fiancé, your new wife, is a massive oh, dog obsessed lover. obsessed with dogs. Their family's obsessed with dogs, especially poodles. Everywhere, millions of poodles all the time. So I will not escape having, you know, going without a dog for long. I don't think we will have to get one at some point. The dog in your house at the moment, is that your mum's? Well, it's meant to be Jenna's, my little sister. But I don't think, I think she's given Poppy three walks in about 10 years. So my dad, I think, is the one who looks after the dogs. That's who Poppy, Poppy adores my dad and doesn't really bother with the rest of us. (laughs) All right, okay. So, yes. Uh, the um yeah the rat with the tail that was the insult of the day. There you go for okay. Ashley. I want to talk uh, to you about this step up that I believe that the Lord is inviting us into, and we love the phrase glory to glory. I want to push some of that 
in that when we step up and we are in these days of war and we're in these days of a higher level of the weight of the fullness of God on our lives and we're in this place where I think God is demanding more. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think God put us through all the trials to say, oh, you just plateau, yeah. you know. And it's not just like, I'm going to stay as I am and I'm going to receive this glory and I'm going to feel nurtured and loved and isn't it going to be amazing? I actually think a glory to glory step is incredibly personally demanding and personally stretching. Mm-hmm. And in all of that, shift where God is wanting more from us, wanting the fullness of the skills that he's put in us, actually appropriating the fullness of the blood that bought us, Mm. the the fullness of our understanding of our authority, the fullness of our understanding of how powerful we are, this fresh understanding of the keys of the kingdom that are in us, indwelling keys that are to be utilised, the decree um, that we are to make of unlocking people and, and people groups and nations, the sense of of responsibility in leadership is a massive portion of where we are right now. And so this is not just, oh, some ethereal, you're going to get more of a tidal wave of revival. I actually believe that where we are is we are hitting our unconscious incompetence. (laughs) This This is, you know, this place of, I actually now don't know how to do some things. And I'm back in the training with God in my skill set and my abilities to hold the greater authority, the greater leadership skills, the greater glory that is very much given from the spirit realm, but requires not just, oh, I yield my life to you and here I am at the altar again, which it does require, but it requires upskilling mm-hmm. because I have to know how to tangibly, manifestly use the position that God is calling me yeah. into. And that means that I come to this place where I acknowledge, I move from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence, where I realize I am hitting the ceiling of my skill set. And I realize that now I've got to learn some skills. Mm -hmm. And I realize right now that I've not got, I'm not to be offended by hitting my now conscious incompetence in a day where, if I use the word leveling up, I think the Bible, words, Bible uses glory to glory, but leveling, leveling up, up to become this pure and spotless bride where I have to rule in the midst of my enemies, where I have to demonstrate the power of God, where I have to be one who knows how to gather and send, where I need the wisdom uh, to know how to uh, disseminate revelation. All of those things are hitting skill sets. And I actually think it's a very challenging place and very challenging time in the body of Christ because it's not just that God uses the available or that God uses the willing, but that God uses the skilled. Mm. 
And so we are hitting the parameters of our current skill set. Yes. Um, and it's not, therefore, that you just sit down and go, well, that's me. But there is a call to be upskilled by yes. the hand of God, to be challenged and to be pushed, which means that you are moving into a space where you will actually need to learn. And mm -hmm. I think we're coming into a season of learning and of the need to love yes. learning and to love education and to love the development of self. Yes. And this whole idea of, you know, if God's called me to, it, then I'll have what I need. Um, and, and almost in that sense of you can sit um, in, in, in a kind of idle waiting, mm -hmm. I'll have what I need that will just be there anyway, mm -hmm. that, that, that isn't quite true. No, if God's called me into something, yeah. then I need to figure out, God, what do I need to develop to honor the call? Mm -hmm. And I love the phrases yeah. of Paul, and um, where several times he'll say, you know, I'm calling you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Yes. And that little phrase of, you know, live a life in terms of your lifestyle, your habits, yeah. but actually you've got to live up to the standard of what God puts on your shoulders. And there is this invite to develop new skills, to develop new attributes, to develop new yes. ways of thinking, to develop your leadership, to develop yes. how you lead um, and the forms in which your leadership yeah. takes. And that does require a bit of effort and a bit of discipline and learning. Yes, and I think I want to push that thought. We, we've always believed, oh, God, God uses the willing. Yeah. God uses the available. Yeah. Like, I don't need to develop my own skills. Yeah, and I don't have to do anything. I don't really. have to do anything. Yeah. And I don't think you can really easily cite that in Scripture. The sense of Daniel mm. being so skilled that he is yeah. head and shoulders above. Yeah. Joseph understanding the management of nations, mm -hmm. having been trained through yeah. his David father's house and father's house. Yeah, I killed the lion, I killed the bear, so now I can kill Goliath. The sense of the incremental development of skills, and actually very much in the parable of the talents oh, or yeah. the parable of the miners yeah, yeah, yeah. in the New Testament, I knew what to do with the resources, however they came to me. I didn't just bury them away and say, well, God loves me, he's going to use me. No, there was a sense of the developing skills. And I think when you come to the place where um, most of us sit in unconscious incompetence, we don't know where where our failing is and then I think that it's a very 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 painful moment where you think I'm now consciously incompetent I know what I am not doing well and that is very painful I now know what I'm not doing well yeah. and many of us are kind of and actually you come to it multiple times in your life I yeah. now know what I am not doing well and you require at that point to choose a response and you know, David and I had through Par R and the broadcasting through COVID this real rapid growth, mm. and the sense of <laughs> I thought we under. I mean, you've been with me before, during, and after all of that, Sam, and the sense of you know who we were as leaders. You can comment on it. Feel free to comment publicly. Who we were as leaders before is not who we are as leaders today, and we have had to go on a journey where I've had to sit and go. I don't think I know how to do this, yeah. and I think I need some coaching myself because. I'm not sure the processes that are required for this many staff. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, for, for those of you who haven't tracked with us for a long time, yeah. we went into COVID with a handful of part-time staff Volunteers. who volunteered Eight. and yes. um, most of us actually raised our own money um, totally. to, to yeah. you know, to volunteer our lives away and uh, an utter joy. But the sense of what that is when your staff forces, mainly volunteers or part, part-time. Yeah. Um, and within about a year, we went from eight to however many it was, 24, 25, yeah. full-time yeah. staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, practically, when you have staff, there's all the processes, the HR, yeah. the contracts, the everything and all yes. that. So there's the learning of that whole world. Oh boy, was it learning. Which is learning. And then there's the learning of the leading of multiple staff in many different yeah. areas with many different yeah. personality types. Um, and you and David, and then the leaders in place, everybody at every yeah. level had to go through a metamorphosis and a transformation of, of how you, you lead. You have to upskill. You Absolutely. have to upskill. And I think we, can I say, I think we're lazy in the body of Christ mm. about upskilling. I think so. We are lazy. Well, I'm a Christian. That's enough. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, Like, no, no. really, no. no. And so I, I've spent, this is me being very honest, I've spent a lot of this growth going, oh, Jesus, help. I don't think I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then actually realising I am running to catch up with my own personal learning. Yeah. And then you have to wrestle your conscious incompetence and where do you sit in. So what I've discovered in man management and in these days where God's saying, I want to use you more. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking directly to you as our loyal listeners. God wants to use you more. I have found when people hit the level of conscious incompetence where they realize that they've they've not got the breadth to do the job or to enter the fullness of the call of God Mm. right now you do three things Mm. number one and don't do this one um but number one is I will blame everybody else for my cap my Mm. capping I didn't have this I didn't have that Nobody was there, all of that. And so you hit your area where you are at the top of what you know, and then you enter the blame game. Throwing other people under the bus. Mm, It's really common. It's really, really really common. common. Really painful. Mm -hmm. Where uh, rather than say, man, I hit the top of what I knew to do. It's it's everybody else's fault. Number two, number one response, we're very... Uh, aware of that one. Number two is poor me. Mm. So you go into victim. Nobody, nobody gets me. Nobody loves me. Nobody sees me. Nobody gave me enough time. Yeah. Nobody. You're all against me. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, victim. And the third one, I, I actually see most people go into those two. Yeah. It's very rare that you get a third response. And the third response, and we all have to, and David and I have had to do this as well, and I kind of feel like I'm talking to myself here, um, is that place where you go, right, I understand I need to be more. I need to understand more. I need to be skilled more. So what do I do? Who can I learn from? Who can teach me? Who can I say, how would you handle this too? Who would I uh, allow to put instruction around me to grow? Now, Dave and I have a great leadership coach, a guy called Carl Martin, who's very, very good with David and I in saying, have you thought about this and have you done that and mm. what about this? 
But there is suddenly this place, I think, of great vulnerability yeah. where you have to say, I need to learn. Yeah. And what that usually does is you go from, I know how to take responsibility for my world, to can you give me tasks to know what it is to steward what God is now asking me to do. Hold my hand and lead me through tasks. What does it look like to sit in this place? What, and, and Carl Martin has sat with David and I, and he's given us lists of things, mm. like really like task management right, stuff. Okay. Look, Emma, in growth, you need to be doing this. You need to be hitting this. You need to be looking at this. I'm so grateful mm. that somebody broke it down for yeah. me into tasks. Mm -hmm. Before, I was like, I can take responsibility. There's a difference between task and responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to unpack that? Yeah, th this is really helpful. And we do see a lot of the first and the second. And we probably have all done a bit of the first and a bit of the second. Oh, yes. Do you know? Because there is that instinctive defend myself or protect yes, or whatever. Yes, uh, It's like the, the old like fight, flight, you know, responses. Yeah. You see it in these moments. Um, I think there is a real beauty. And I've had it with a couple of people um. Mm -hmm. certainly in my job and some of the people that I've managed or looked after where they've come and said I actually don't know what to do here and the response mm -hmm. when someone says that is never like you're so bad aren't you or a shame of mm -hmm. oh they don't have the skill there the response is always I don't know there's a real heartening uh, kind of response of mm -hmm. great let's have the conversation yeah let's develop the skill I think you'd you'd need to be better in a season of upskilling you need to be better at intentionally asking for help don't let your unconscious incompetence become conscious in, uh, incompetence and then wipe you out because there's a car crash yes. the minute you are you're conscious that i don't know something the minute you're conscious that i don't have the skill in this area ask yeah. start to pursue it don't let it become a car crash and yeah. what i see mm -hmm. often and i've walked the journey myself is that it because it's unconscious you're unaware mm -hmm. it's conscious you're aware and if you're not quick to ask then actually there becomes some issues that if you asked in the moment you would have avoided th those problems altogether but well, now why are we here it sounds like we're doing leadership management coaching and in, in some ways bizarrely yes yeah. and what places is having a podcast called what the prophets say i have a book in front of me sam and, and you do too a notebook of the word of the lord yeah uh, you and i write screeds of, of i mean it's just prolific mm -hmm. we sit with the lord it's our discipline I, I can turn to almost any page in in, in in this prophetic word place where the lord is saying I'm giving you the, uh, here's a word that I had for Canada. I'm giving you the ability to lead the nation forward. I'm giving you Canada, the prophets in Canada, the ability to remove the bondage on the people. Uh, I've got a, a word here for America and I'm just top lining it. I'm, uh, I'm going to change your identity. You're going to become those who understand how to bring uh, diplomats and negotiators into war zones. You're going to be, be uh, a nation America who has solutions for systemic poverty in the nations around the world which will heal the immigration crisis mm -hmm. because actually people will want to stay in their nations because you have healed their nations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so on and so on, right through all of the nations that we go to or the churches that we go to. And when you get down to even church specific, and of course these are all in the public domain, I, I prophesied over church 
in Toronto, where I saw this holy artist's bunker, yeah. this shelter and protection fortified by God for sound and recording and broadcasting to the nation's imperilous days. You've got to know that when we're in this kind of change management, where these are the level of the prophetic words that are being given. Um, I've got a church here in Dudley. Again, all of this is in the public domain, where I'm saying to them, you're going to be those who build cities and a sense of dealing with poverty in the northeast of England. It does, you know, I'm sure yours, yeah, your sure notebook is similar. The, it's all the same. Just word after word about Canada carrying a new form of revelation yes. into the earth and the growing up and the maturing of Canada. Uh, I, I think we were at a similar church where I had the story, you are to be a, a, a house that tells stories to the yes. nation yes. with arts and performance. Yes. Um, even for our own house um, yeah. and for our own church, a whole word for Power Church Glasgow on you are Issachar in the earth yeah. and I give you the authority to set the times and the seasons. I mean, words after words after words on every page so, about this levelling uh, up. I mean, totally. So the point of that is when you are hitting those kind of prophetic words and they they are in essence going to be conditional, yes, on your character, uh, yes, on your ability to say yes, but they're going to be conditional on are you able to negotiate and navigate when you realize that you are now consciously incompetent to fulfill the word of mm. the Lord. And that what you need is then not just to defend, nobody loves me, nobody saw me, I didn't have this, I didn't have that, you weren't there for me. Um, and they kind of... Um, that kind of rejection of the moment. But are you able to say... I'm going to sit in my now conscious incompetence and ask the Lord for the skills or ask the people around to bite me to help me put in place the skills that are needed for um, the next stage. And I do think that is where we are right across the body of Christ. You cannot, we cannot settle in having the church as she is. Absolutely. And we've got to lean into the opportunity. I think God is offering us an opportunity to level up and to develop and upskill. Yes. And, and God is not saying, you know, I'm going to let you get to the place of your screaming moment of in incompetence and then not actually yeah. develop in you the skills that you need. God wants this to happen. God is like yes. here waiting to back up his word, which mm -hmm. is glory to glory, the upskilling of his people, the growing into leadership yes. uh, and and the, the growing. And it's like Paul to Timothy of this, come on, wait a good war with the words that are given to you and that sense of Paul as a father and Timothy as a son uh, Timothy developing and growing and leading yes. and Paul going come on upscale upscale lead yes. you've got more in you you've got more in you and Timothy you know reaching out for help when he needs and there's that sort of season that we're in right now and we've yeah. got to embrace it because God is wanting to upscale us as people mm -hmm. whether you are leading people or you're this is for people in business in the workplace there's upscaling and family and how you parent and mother and uh, father that's upskilling on every front that yeah. God wants to do. And I think perhaps we can legitimately say when Paul is training Timothy, the great um, mm. scripture that talks about make a good warfare with Absolutely. your prophetic words. Fascinating instruction yeah. to make war with your over your prophetic words and with your prophetic words. In other words, Paul is saying to Timothy in the opening chapters, Timothy, you know, oh, I've got it open in front of me. Um, uh, now, he's basically saying to him, look, this is not just, I decree that my prophetic word will come to pass. 
Oh, I'm going to get offended if my prophetic word doesn't come to pass. He's saying, look, you've got to make warfare with the promises of God to your life. In other words, I'm going to have to get loyal to the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just in spiritual warfare or in faith that it will come to pass, but I've got to make a war practically with this and deal with the the open door of divine, holy opportunity to become. And I do feel that we have got this real issue in the body of Christ of God will just make it all happen for me. And we are so easily offended. And yet God is saying, come on and be the bride. Come on and be remarkable. Come on, on, get over your offense. Come on, get over your criticism. Come on, get over your victims. Here's this beautiful, glorious, wild, Holy Ghost invitation to say, I think I have incompetence. God, yeah. how do I yeah. level up here? Thank goodness that I've realized that God, because this is an opportunity for yeah. me to grow and don't blame, don't go into victim, but embrace. And that is, it's pay- look, nobody yeah. wants to feel incompetent. It is, no one does ever, but we've got to, as part of, yes. of those who have the spirit of God and are in the kingdom of God, I would urge you embrace those moments of incompetence because in it I think there is a sweetness that you gain and that is uh, given and stretched out towards you by God where he says now I actually Mm -hmm. get to put something of weight and of Mm -hmm. glory and of responsibility in you because you have explored to uh, the end of itself every area mm. of of your previous skill set yeah. and now there gets to be a new level of of skill and of leadership and of capability i'm often told by people after i've prophesied over them oh that's brilliant you know i i've had that word before oh, <laughs> oh or even worse um, oh, you prophesied exactly uh, oh, the same thing over how me. How to trigger a prophet. <laughs> and people think that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, you're so accurate. Every prophet's telling me the same thing. And I just think you should be mortally embarrassed because yep. what that actually means is you didn't do anything with the last one. You know, it's that is not a good thing. A good if thing. you're hearing the same thing repetitively from prophets, yeah. it's usually because you're, you're downright disobedient <laughs> or just not fast enough to put yeah. wheels on it you know and the sense of um and then the, this perhaps the sadder thing than that because that's just an issue of uh, not understanding that you have to action something is uh, i want a different word i give me a different prophetic word not understanding actually if I did the thing that God asked me to do, he would upgrade the prophetic yeah. word to something I actually quite like. Absolutely. You know, and, but I think even sadder than all of that is people come to me. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Years down the line, God had told me I would be and I am not. Mm-hmm. And the sense of wasted or lost years or the sense of a trail of broken relationships. Um, because there was expectations that they would become something. And 
God promised and it never happened. And what do I do? And I, I'm resting with disappointment and I don't have the same energy that I used to have when I was younger. And, you know, I don't have the same, um, and my hair is gray and my fashion is, you know, old fashioned, you know, all those things. And I don't know how to use technology to my advantage. All of those sorts of things get woven into very heartbreaking conversations. And very often it is a very simple thing. Did you sit in your incompetence and allow it to frustrate you <laughs> to actually upskill yourself to enter into the fullness? Or did you just think God would hand it to you on a plate? <laughs> wow. And then people get cross about prophetic words you and do. very disappointed. Yeah. Oh, do you want to comment on that, Sam? <laughs> I think that the the rise of of the uh, unconscious incompetence, I would like to say it's a gift from God. It is, and I think as painful and brutal as it is, mm -hmm. you do have. I think you, as much as there are three responses, I think you have two choices: mm -hmm. run away and hide, whether that's victim or blame, or lean into it. Um, yeah. And I would urge you to lean in. If you have a prophetic word and you're going right now, my goodness, I've heard that four times, mm -hmm. the same prophetic word over five years. Maybe God is saying, look, I'm giving you the gift of realizing yeah. that you have some incompetence. Yes. Lean into it. Because if you lean into it, then you will develop what the word needs. Mm -hmm. Don't be someone who comes back around in 10 years and says, I've had the same prophetic word every year for mm -hmm. a decade mm -hmm. and it's not changed. Be the person who every time you get a word, it's an upgraded version because you did something with the previous word. Be that sort of person who's obedient and who is yeah. always willing to be upskilled and to be challenged and to not be defensive over your own skill sets or your own gifts, yeah. but to be open hand and to be brave before God and say, is the what what do I not know, God? Where are the areas that I yeah. need to level up? What do I need to develop? Because I want fullness and I don't want anything short or short than fullness. I don't want anything less than fullness in this season in the earth. One story. I prophesied it with somebody about a piece of land they were to buy mm. and they were to build. Um, a business on it actually it was a dream kind of opportunity it wasn't pr you know property for them to live in but it was business territory we were dealing with and we're year I mean we are years down the line Sam and it's never come to pass for them and of course then you look like a false prophet and I have to sit in the fact that I look like false, yeah. a, a false prophet and I look like I missed it for them I do think with prophecy it's it's ultimately there to create decision-making spaces yeah. yeah it is the offer of god yeah now sometimes you do get unconditional yeah. where god says look i'm just going to do this no matter what yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. just going to do this no matter what i have to say unconditional prophecy is much rarer oh, it, do, it does rare. exist but it is much rarer in scripture where god says look no matter what this is going to come to pass but in that that would require if i say to you sam see that field God, God is going to give it to you. Yep. What would you do? Well, I wouldn't expect to just land in my hands. So an angel to knock the door and say, here's the title, dude. Yeah. I, my response, I mean, you weigh the word, but it's a right word. So what? What? here's what I always ask. What is my responsibility yes. in this, God? And what is your responsibility, God? Yes. So maybe a, a phone call to an estate yes. agent. <laughs> maybe Let me a pursue phone, it. Yeah, maybe a phone call to a bank, a lending agency. Maybe, a, you know, yeah, yeah. who knows? Maybe some conversations with business partners. You know, it would be those kind of, 
you know, mm -hmm. conversations where we're odd, aren't we? About yeah. the word, oh, we're odd. We really are odd. That this will just turn up in my life. Yeah, and I need to do nothing. Yes. Well, that was an interesting conversation. Mm. Um, we love you guys and we bless you. We bless you into this bold, brave, intelligent place in the name of Jesus mm. to sit in your incompetence and to proactively move into the fullness of what God and I needs his remnant to be and the earth. We bless you into it in Jesus' mighty name. Well, thank you for joining us in this episode of What the Prophets Say. We will see you next time, my friends. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. If you would like to go deeper with us, you would be very welcome to join our network, the Global Prophetic Alliance. You can find that at propheticscots.com, where we have a comprehensive training program to lead you into deeper realms of the Spirit of God and encounter. If you feel a call and a pull to deliverance ministry, you can download my latest e-course, which is a comprehensive overview of getting people free from demonic oppression, you'll find that at demonbusting.com. Join us on these different platforms for more interaction with Emma Stark, Sam Robertson and the GPA team.